Good afternoon. This is the Rudy Giuliani Show, and thank you very much for joining us uh, today. Just uh, about an hour ago, um, uh, Senator McConnell stepped down as the majority leader. Well, he actually didn't step down as the majority leader. He's uh, walking down. He's walking down the stairs as majority leader, as I understand it. Uh, he'll remain in the Senate for sure until the end of this uh, session. And I think he's going to remain as majority leader. I'm not sure. It really would make sense for him uh, to make a change now because um, we don't we don't know if Republicans have the majority or not uh, next time. And I think it would help uh, to have a more coherent team if we if um, we got over the process of picking the majority leader. I mean, there are only four or five people that would be involved, and um, usually the Senate is pretty um, um, civilized in the way they make these decisions. So I don't think it would create a real problem. Uh, Senator McConnell, um, it's really hard to sum up Senator McConnell's uh, career. Uh, I've known him for a very, very long time. The last couple of years uh, we could have done without, you know, the, 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 the fighting with Trump was really silly, particularly since Trump, uh, immediately put his wife in the cabinet and uh, really tried to have good relations with him. I don't know what it was. I don't know. Uh, could it be China? I mean, um, there's an awful lot of this that has to do with China that either nobody realizes or people don't want to realize. What I mean by that is a lot of the opposition to, to Trump, which, you, which I, I imagine you would say takes on the aspect of almost like insanity right when you sometimes i look i look at the eyes of these people and i wonder if they're okay um remember mcconnell is the number two uh, story uh in the book that revealed the uh, biden uh, originally revealed the biden uh uh, corruption in uh, ukraine and um there's a whole question there about his father-in-law and uh, the money from China. His father-in-law is Taiwanese, yet is uh, one, of, one of the richest men in China. That's hard to do. It's hard to do, to be the, one of the richest men in China and be Taiwanese. And uh, McConnell has never been particularly vocal on the danger of China. I can't think of a time that he, ha- he has. Um, now, I, 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 so what that means is uh, Trump would be a real uh, uh, challenge uh, to him and uh, his people. But Trump was the first American president to really take on China. And I think that caused a lot of the opposition to him. Uh, and instead, China got, I mean, they got their dreams come true. They got a guy they've been funding for a long period of time, whose decisions, um, whose decisions in favor of China have been, uh, I mean, ridiculous. I mean, Xi Jinping could be running the United States, and the decision would be no better. Well, maybe he is running the United States. Who, who, who knows? Uh, but McConnell did do a lot of good things, also. Uh, passed a lot of legislation, stopped a lot of craziness in the Biden, in the um, in the Prince uh, Prince um, 
Obama administration uh, kept the party together at difficult times. And of course, the appointment of judges, uh, he and Trump worked so well on. You would have thought that that would have created a, 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 a sort of a bond because it, to do to do judges, you need both, obviously, right? Uh, the president's got to be sharp and smart about who he picks so they can get through. He's got to have the guts to stick by people the way he he, he did, uh, whereas other presidents, you know, would drop Supreme Court uh, justices uh, on the slightest. Oh, no, 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 get me another one. Get me another one. Uh, and also McConnell had to stick with it. So for that, we do have to give him we have to give him credit, don't we? Uh Michigan primary is now over. It's over and in the record books. I mean, it's getting more and more ridiculous that um, uh, Haley is staying in it. I, I believe the final numbers here, because I uh, they called it very early. I think there's 68.2% for Trump and 26.6% for Haley. I mean that's a that's a wipeout. That's an absolute wipeout. Um, now we go to March fifth, Super Tuesday, sixteen primaries and caucuses. I haven't looked at every single one of them. It's possible she doesn't win any of them. So what is this? Is this a, uh, being a stalking horse for Biden? I mean that's that's what worries me because. Uh, as a good, as a, but when I say a good Republican, I mean somebody who shares a, a central philosophy with Republicans. Uh, the last thing in the world we'd want is another four, four years of Biden or another four years of whoever Biden really is, of the, uh, you know, of the Wizard of Oz behind the, the curtain who runs everything. I guess Trump has made it clear that that's uh, Prince Obama. Obama, and I think it is Prince Obama, but I think it's more complicated than that. He's got a lot. He can't be in the White House all the time. And uh, Biden needs plenty of uh, guidance. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of people that they execute that through. It's, it's a, quite, a, quite a group of people that make ridiculous decisions. You know, when he makes these ridiculous decisions and then we say, well, he really doesn't decide things. That's almost worse in a way because who, who's making them? Who, who, who decides uh, uh, to give up Bagram Air Base? Did he decide it? Did the uh, cabal around him decide it? In either case, it's an absolutely unjustifiable, crazy decision. So uh, he, he had some political troubles really in Michigan, uh, although he got 81% of the vote, which you would expect. <laughs> Williamson got three, I think, and Phillips two. Uh, but the, um, listen, the Michigan movement which is intended to um, basically say to him, unless you change your position on, on, on Israel and Gaza, uh, we're not going to vote for you. They were aiming for 10,000 as a statement, maybe a little bit of uh, uh, play in there, you know, playing around, uh, underestimating and whatever. But still, they got 100,000. Well, that, that would, that would, I mean, if those 100,000 uh, or something like that stayed home on Election Day, in Michigan, Trump Trump wins it by four or five percent. I mean, it's uh, it's over. Particularly since I don't think uh, B- uh, Biden's going to get a feverish, overwhelming black turnout, and it it might Trump Trump may may do better on 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 those numbers. 
But I think if uh, at a minimum, the turnout will not be fantastic. Let's put it that way. So you end up with um, you end up with a whole bunch of people in the Dearborn um, Muslim community not showing up with the other problems he has in Michigan. The state's gone. And if the state is gone, I don't know if the election isn't gone. I thought that state was the key. You know, when we were fighting to get a recount, we needed three. We didn't, we didn't need all five or six. We needed three of the five, and Michigan was, you know, one of the critical ones. Um, so if he ends up with Michigan this time, and he holds on to everything else that he had before, and he picks up Georgia, which he's leading in by eight points, just needs one more, and it's over for uh, the demented one. Uh Biden, Biden, um, interference, um, the damage that he does to our national security is uh, always overlooked. For example, the bribes that are uh, argued and, and pointed out and for which there's a good deal of evidence, they're not just neutral bribes, like from crooked uh, business people or crooked people uh, who want contracts or uh, like they usually are for politicians. The money comes from our enemies. The money supporting the Biden uh, family, making them multimillionaires, largely comes uh, from the communists. That alone, before, before I say anything else, that alone should get them tossed out of the White House. Somebody who, whose family got 20, 30 million from the red Chinese should not be anywhere near the presidency. And, you know, uh, I'm sure you never bought the, oh, I don't know anything about my son's businesses. But now that's been proven, you know, 50 ways to Sunday, including uh, something that I play whenever people really need, need to be reminded. Joe Biden admits it on tape. He leaves a message for his son about reading a New York Times article about the Chinese businesses they were involved in. He says, I read the article, which, which goes into great detail about these Chinese businesses they're pursuing. And uh, I think you're clear. I think you'll, you'll come out okay. Because it's all about an FBI investigation as well. Of course he's going to come out okay. Daddy can fix that. Uh, so... I mean, that has really, um, I think, gotten us, gotten us to a point where uh, all, all this stuff about this, this informant who wasn't telling the truth and, or is telling the truth and, and he's being uh, flipped around by the FBI, he really has very little importance. And I can say that, but he had nothing to do with my investigation. I had my RICO case ready three years before I ever heard of him. Uh, and and some of what he says doesn't fit uh, the narrative that I, you know, there's always little changes in, in, in nuances, the, the narrative that I think is the most, uh, the most accurate. It does fit the narrative of a bribe and a major bribe and for about that amount of money, but um, the, the, it sounded a lot like he was talking about money up front, and I, I don't think that happened. 
the, the bribe really was paid by uh, sending money to uh, Hunter's uh, company uh, once a month, which added up to about uh, almost $200,000 a month, um, well, really 170000 a month, uh, which puts you, you know, into the million-dollar category just for that. And then occasional payments that we pick up, like the laundered payment, uh, the laundered payment in... Well, I remember it was, it was discovered in, in um, discovered in February of 2016, but it went back before that. And interestingly, that comes from Latvia, not even from Ukraine. Uh, I think Ukraine would have covered that up if it didn't come from Latvia. I think Ukraine has considerably more evidence about Biden than they shared with us, which puts uh, our national security also in jeopardy because he is very, very compromised with regard to uh, Zelensky. I mean, Zelensky, uh, Zelensky can easily say, Joe, you want to see other pictures? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be back uh, very, very uh, uh, shortly. Rudy Giuliani. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani. And, you know, on, on the subject of, of all the ways in which Biden imperils our national security, large and small, uh, yesterday uh, he said that Israel has agreed to a ceasefire or, uh, over the Ramadan holiday. Immediately, uh, the Israelis say, well, we don't know anything about it. And, uh, and then Kirby, his, uh, his, his little puppet, comes out and says, well, no, 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 uh, you know, it's not actually finalized yet, and there's no agreement until we actually have an agreement. In other words, he was lying or wrong. I don't know which. but then, So either his uh, inability to tell the truth or his inab- inability to have cognitive acuity uh, imperils on national security, and he's going to go for an exam today. But he doesn't need a cognitive test. He really doesn't need a cognitive test because you can see it in front of your damn eyes. <clears throat> they must really think we're stupid if you can't figure out this guy is demented. Well, we're going to have Todd Benson, Benzman on with us uh, in a few minutes, which is really a good day to do that because I, as I was preparing this show, the border is uh, the border is dominating the news. It's moved to the number one issue uh, for the electorate, which is kind of interesting. Uh, you, and I think maybe these the, the I think maybe the murder, the unbelievably uh, horrible murder that took that uh, that took place in Georgia. Uh, I think that probably. Um, Sometimes one event can really uh, can really get people's attention uh, 
in a very, very, in a very, very big way. So um, I think that's I think that's what we're dealing with right now. And of course, he's uh, going down to the border tomorrow, and Trump is going down to the border tomorrow. Uh, exactly why he wants to put issue, uh, 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 he wants to put focus on the border, I can't figure out because uh, there's no question. I mean, you'd, again, you'd have to be stupid not to realize this is of his making. He reversed by executive order, oh, something like 50 different executive orders of Trump that had the border under reasonably good control. Numbers, 400,000, 450,000. Numbers now, 3 million, okay? Uh, uh, vetting, full and complete. Uh, now the vetting, like China, four questions. So you don't know who you're getting, right? Uh, and that's how, that's how you get a guy like Ibera here that uh, comes in illegal, and uh, have you listened to this completely idiotic, moronic uh, mayor of, uh, of Athens, Georgia, who says that uh, it has nothing to do with the murder, has nothing to do with an open border? What is this guy, some kind of functional idiot? Uh, I mean, I don't know right now if we have time to play it. Um, I'm not sure if we have time to play. Oh, well, okay, we have 45 seconds left, so we don't. But we'll we'll play it uh, either before or after Todd's interview because you got to hear this this guy. I mean, I I sure as heck wouldn't want to live in Athens, Georgia. I'll tell you that. Uh, the the reality is that they have been trying to cover up this murder. You know, AP referred to Ibera as a guy who lived in Athens, not an illegal immigrant. Well, we'll be, we'll be back uh, with Todd uh, right after this. This is Rudy Giuliani uh, with the Rudy Giuliani Show, and I want to play this for you. This is from the mayor of Athens. Uh, let's play. Let's play thirteen first. He's talk. He's he's talking about uh, the death of Lake and Riley uh, at the hands of this animal, Ibera. Listen to this. I mean, I, I, then you know when we get Todd on, we can talk about it. Go ahead. Let's well, play. Twenty nineteen was not that long ago. You might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country, where you had the President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. And you had that notion metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected. Because the impact of federal immigration policy on localities has been under such consistent discussion in recent months. I do want to say a few words about this. It's my 18th year as a local government policymaker, and my work has overlapped with four U.S. presidencies and numerous iterations of Congress. All of them have failed to reach agreement on how to handle immigration. 
Well, now let's listen to uh, the, next, the, 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 the second one when the, the, uh, his citizens get to react to this liar, left-wing Yahoo. That term means different things to different people depending on the context of the discussion. Uh, we know many, what it means. many yeah, of the elements. Liar. Many of the elements. Liar. 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 We, liar. We're here to listen. Liar. You're a liar. We're here to listen. Liar. There'll be time for liar. questions. You are guilty and got blood on your head for this murder, sir. Many of the aspects that are. We got enough of it. That's good. I think you got the general gist of it, right? Uh, this is what we. This is what we're faced with 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 Biden and. We are very, very, uh, we're very uh, fortunate to have Todd Benzman with us. Todd, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Thank Todd, you. I mean, Todd, Todd covers this every day. Uh, I see him. I see him on uh, Newsmax, other places, uh, right, right there. Seems like he's <laughs> living on both sides of the border. And he's written a great book, Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History which I, I don't even think is disputable, but, you know, it has to be proven, and he does a very good job of doing it. Are, are, we, are, are we getting to a—are we at the point where you're comfortable saying this is, a, this, is, this is an invasion? Well, I feel like it's sufficient to say this is the greatest mass migration crisis right. in American history by far. Uh, I think that it is purposeful, it's intentional by the administration and the people that, it, that, that, that this administration brought in to advise and uh, run as political appointees, the State Department, DHS, sure. Domestic Policy Council, and all the rest of that, that they know exactly what they were doing when they dismantled enforcement in the United States as we have always known it, including as Democratic administrations have always. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't just take apart uh, Trump things. They took apart things that were there for 20, 30 years. Yeah, remember, uh, you know, Obama almost famously uh, was asked, you know, why do you keep deporting everybody? And he turned around and he said to this uh, student, I think it was one of the uh, DACA students, and said, because it's the law. And <laughs> I, am, I have to. He says, I am not a king, is, what he, is how he put it. But things really changed in 2020 when Biden came in and brought with him uh, liberal progressives who had a, held to a theological, almost, ideology about uh, immigration enforcement, that it was somehow immoral and violated inalienable civil rights of foreign nationals. Yeah, that's a good that's point. What they believe. That's what they believe, and that's what they did. They did exactly what they said they were going to do. Yeah, actually, j- just yesterday, AOC said, just, just off the cuff, she, uh, she said, well, this is violating uh, the natural law rights that people have uh, for asylum. There, there, there's no such right. As- asylum is something that we grant... Uh, as a, a matter of discretion, there's no right to asylum. You, you don't have a right to go any place you want, and uh, or, nor do you have a right to come to the United States. Otherwise, we couldn't we couldn't keep an orderly country if everybody had a right to come here. 
And there's also no right, no inalienable right to defraud your way into somebody else's country. Of course not. The vast majority of those who are coming through will never uh, get asylum, even if they go through the whole process, because they're economic migrants. They're coming for, for work and jobs, and they say so. They don't, nobody's coming. I, I've interviewed thousands of migrants, immigrants uh, on their way in and uh, also mm-hmm. already in. And to, to a man and woman and sometimes older child, they'll tell you right at the get-go, I wasn't having any problems at home. It was just poor. And yeah, I wanted yeah. to want to make money. You know, Todd, this, this reminds me of a blown-up, very, very a bigger version of Mariel and the Haitian boat lift of 1978, 79, 80, 81. Because I came into office with, with Ronald Reagan, and I was in charge of trying to contain it and uh, argued the cases in court about asylum. It was something like no, no more than 5% when you got them to a hearing even were able to explain anything that had to do with asylum. Uh, they, they would tell you the truth when they finally got to, they would say, well, I, they, they asked me for $200 and I gave it to them. They told me I was going to have a job and I didn't. Now, this is a much bigger scale, though. Well, I mean, that, that, only, that, that was nothing we, compared to this. I know. If only we could go back to the good old days of the <laughs> boat lift. Yeah. So how many? 20,000. I mean, yeah. How many do you think get through that we don't know about? Uh, because we, 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 we don't know very much about the ones that we do vet now, but what about the ones that we don't get to vet? Help. Yeah, well, we, we've had uh, the benefit of senior Border Patrol officials say that out loud in public hearings. Uh, 1.8 million, we believe, have, have uh, evaded detection and gotten into the interior of the country. And the last chief Border Patrol agent, uh, said that that he believes that's a 20% undercount. There's probably 20% more. So just conservatively, we could call that maybe 2 million people. A city, a mega city, uh, have gotten in undetected into the country. Uh-huh. Um, the, and, and, and the reason why uh, people would run instead of turn themselves in most most uh, illegal crossers turn themselves in right away because they get they get processed almost immediately into the country and released uh, is because they've got something to hide of course kind of criminal history they've been in the country already got busted and deported know that their fingerprints are going to flag uh, so that two million is a very contaminated pool uh, of necessity, we, yeah. we should be worried about for we will worry about that two million for many years to come. And in fact, the guy in Georgia, I believe, uh, might have qualified at one point as one of those. Uh, I think in this case, we just let him through. Uh, I'm not sure what the whole history is of the the alleged murderer. Yeah. Uh, in Georgia, but you know, people like that with extensive criminal history have been deported multiple, multiple times would be the type of people that would run and join the, what they call, Godaway community. You, you, did you hear the comments? I played them right before you came on of the mayor of Athens, who sounds like he's on another planet somewhere. 
uh, and the people at the conference were asking him to resign and quit. But he doesn't see any connection between crime and uh, open and the open border. Yeah, well, um, you know, there's a, a there's a river of blood already oh. in this country from uh, that result from uh, people that were let in foreign nationals that were let into the country already. Um, lots and lots of cases. I know right now where everybody's focusing on on this one tragic yeah. case of a young woman, but oh my God, there are so many, so many hundreds of other cases like that across the country that don't get any kind of attention like that. Um, I mean, one thing that just comes to mind is, uh, you know, a year and a half or so ago, uh, a Haitian just walked up to uh, a man and a woman who were riding their bicycle on the beach in Florida along the beach, and he just slashed their throats and murdered them. No reason. Just killed them. Um, There are so many cases like that. And the thing that we have to remember about this is not one of these murders or crimes uh, needed to have happened at all. They were all unnecessary because the perpetrators should never have been here and wouldn't have been here to commit those crimes if the laws were just simply enforced. You know, uh, we have our own problems that we have to deal with. And this becomes like a massive, and it's becoming now uh, 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 of unbelievable proportions, a massive new problem that's placed on top of us. Also, whenever these happen, the press seems to become very euphemistic (laughs) or fraudulent. Uh, Like this guy, very few people were pointing out that he was an illegal uh, migrant. AP called him a man from Athens. Uh, it took a while, to, and, and I'm, I'm sure some of these take place, and we never hear about them because they don't want bad publicity for uh, yeah, for the immigrants. Yeah, I, I mean, I was a reporter for 23 years. That was my first main career. And you were in law enforcement, uh, too. It's a great combination, by the way, Todd. I was in law enforcement intel for another 10 years after that. But I know from my time as a as a journalist, and I mean for regular mainstream publications like the Dallas Morning News and Hearst, that you know most of everybody around me, uh, you know they, they they were liberals, they were politically liberals, and a lot of them were progressive liberals, and uh, would never ever uh, either write a story or come up with an idea for a story like that, and certainly if they did, would have a hard time getting approval to pursue stories like this. And I don't think much has changed. In, no, in it's probably gotten worse. Traditional... Yeah, I mean, I would say it's probably gotten worse. Uh, you know, good luck if you're in a newsroom uh, <laughs> these days and trying to cover a murder. Uh, but the intellectual acrobatics, the yoga, the pretzel twisting that you have to that you have to do to write a story without saying that the guy had been deported five times before it came in illegally over the border six times. Well, thank God we have you. And I really highly recommend your book overrun. It'll give people uh, the background on this uh, that they need to overcome a lot of the, a lot of the uh, misinformation. God bless you. And thank you. Take care and be safe. huh? Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Yep. 
Well, that was really interesting. I mean, there's a man who really knows what he's talking about, not one of these, uh, you know, make-believe idiots. You know, there was another uh, uh, attack, a Venezuelan migrant uh, in Virginia. His name is Renzo Mendoza Montez. Uh, He was arrested uh, on two felony charges for sexually assaulting an underage child. Uh, Now, he, he uh, he was stopped at the border. He was illegal, but then he was uh, released on his own recognizance. The girl was 14 years old, and uh, he had been in the country uh, since he came in on September 2nd through El Paso, Texas. And he was detained originally and then released. Well, now he's being held without bail, Uh, but this young, young baby was assaulted by Renzo Mendoza Montes, 32, from Venezuela. Also, uh, a, a, an FBI, former uh, director uh, of the FBI, pointed out in, uh, in an article uh, today in the, in the Post uh, that these Latin American countries, not just Venezuela, are uh, focusing on sending people in uh, from their jails. Now, Trump said that a few uh, uh, weeks ago, or a few days ago, and he said, I know that to be true, absolutely true. I know it from my own discussions with people. Uh, but it was interesting to see the FBI saying that. And, and uh, this is a real, that's, that's a real disaster, sending hardened criminals in from prison. This is what Castro did, but now it's being done on a much bigger scale. We'll be right back with the mayor's final thoughts. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. It is time for uh, the Tunnel to Towers Mayor's Final Thoughts. And uh, Tunnel to Towers is the organization that takes care of our uniform members at the worst times. When they lose their life in the line of duty and the family needs uh, the mortgage paid off on the home, they're there. When people become catastrophically injured, they're there to try to build smart homes for them. And for those who are homeless, they're now working on a major program to deal with veterans' homelessness. It's outrageous that veterans were thrown out of facilities here in New York uh, so that uh, these migrants could be, uh, could be taken care of there with, uh, with a much better uh, situation than our own homeless or our veterans. I guess it's getting to be so much now that that is deteriorating. You see today in, in Queens, they found a place uh, below a furniture store where they thought there were 40 people living. There were more like 80 living because uh, only half could come in each night. So I don't know where the other half went. These are, these are from Senegal. Now, remember, we have immigrants, illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, whatever you want to call them. We've got them from all over the world now. This is no longer just from Mexico, mostly. And I, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to Todd. I could have had him on forever uh, about the difference um, in the immigration uh, uh, profile, the, the illegal immigration profile. And there's quite a difference. 
I mean, it always contained a certain amount of drug dealers and a certain amount of human traffickers and a certain amount of bad people, because once you have something like that, bad people take advantage of it and terrorists. But now the numbers are uh, overwhelmingly in, in favor of really bad people uh, because it's wide open. And if you're a criminal group or, or, a, uh, or a, a dictatorial country or whatever, this is a great opportunity to take advantage of. You'd be stupid not to take advantage of our half-wit president while you have him. I mean, I can't imagine what Xi and, and Putin and uh, some of the others are planning for, you know, the last eight or nine months they have him in office. Uh, this, has been a, this, has been, this has been like a vacation for them. And, uh, th- and this, what, what, this, this, this is something we're going to live with long after he's gone. Uh, Michael Goodwin in his column today uh, uses the number, uh, could be as up, upwards of 10 million. Look, I have no basis on which to disagree with Michael. I, mean, I don't know if it's 7 million, 8 million, 9 million, 10 million. I, 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 it could be more. And as uh, Todd said, the ones we don't know are, are, the wor- are the worst ones. Because necessarily those are going to be the ones who are the, cr- the criminals. Because they, they, they can't even take a risk of coming in the other way. And it's also going to be some of the high value people. The spies. The terrorists. They're going to come in that way because they've got the money to pay the cartels uh, to give them a special entry. Remember, when you don't uh, patrol our border, when the U.S. doesn't patrol its borders anymore, and it doesn't, you leave a vacuum, right? The vacuum then gets filled, in this case, by the Mexican cartels. So they have filled the vacuum. They are the gatekeepers of the American border. So who are they going to favor? The people from which they can make a lot of money. So they'll, they will let people come in of all types because they need that large number to create the distortion and the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the issue so that Border Patrol can't do its job. So it isn't that there are only all bad people coming in. Uh, uh, Betsy McCoy does a great job explaining that today. But the reality is that we're dealing with, and we don't know how many, I think the best way to put it is, many, many more criminal types than we did in the past. Uh, Many more. Is it 20%, 30%, 40%? Don't know. Remember, make your contribution to T2T.org, $11 a month, and you take care of our big heroes, the most important heroes. And... Pray for the people of Israel, pray for the people of the United States, and God bless America.